0: Really taking personal responsibility for whatever your life is and your actions can serve you well. God is with me every moment of the day. I'm talking with Him. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking through stuff. And it was just a reminder of how God sees my heart. He cares for me. He listens, and He shows up. It's personal bravery in partnership with the divine that allows us to courageously take our place in this world. This is the way of valor. Hey, hey, hey friends, welcome to the Way of Valor. I am your host, Angie Taylor. Gosh, I hope you guys are having a great summer making so many memories. I definitely have been having a great summer. Had vacation with my family over the last few weeks and it was much much needed. So, today's episode is three ways to help your child take personal responsibility. And the reality is this, we live in this world where people talk about and complain about kids and the lack of personal responsibility and ownership. If you talk to teachers, they're highly concern, concerned because kids go home and they complain to their parents and parents come and beat up the teachers, not really, but kind of verbally and, and so on and so forth. And then, of course, you have the news just absolutely um, putting the spotlight on kids just behaving really, really badly. And so my question is this, where are we as a society, where are we as parents and and families Providing opportunities for kids to practice learning how to take ownership and responsibility. Because it isn't something that any of us naturally come to, right? I mean, at the end of the day, wouldn't we all love to blame shift? Listen, I've learned over time, especially as a boss, that at the end of the day, if somebody fails on my staff, that's on me. I, I, at the end of the day, I have to own that. I, I, I have to own whether, how to help them be successful. I have to own, do I train them? Do I terminate them? What needs to happen? But at the end of the day, I have to take personal ownership of that. But let me be brutally honest for you. I would love, love to blame everybody else and every other situation for that. It's just human nature. It's kind of born into all of us. But here's what we know is that you cannot, nor will you be successful in life if you don't take personal responsibility for your life. If you are something somebody that life happens to you, then quite frankly mm-hmm. You can't find a really successful life because you give yourself an out all the time. The problem is, is that we are seeing that more and more and more in kids. Um, and, and I am so concerned about that. But there, it really is not super complicated as a parent to train this into your kids. And it is a skill set that has to be trained. It's something that has to be developed in your kids. Number one, obviously, I think it goes without saying, actually, this isn't one of my three points. This is a freebie bonus point that you first must be someone that practices taking personal responsibility and ownership. Like at the end of the day... I have to get up every day and go, this day is what I'm going to make of it. Nobody gets permission to make me have a bad day. I take personal responsibility for my emotions. Yes, there are lousy things that go on in this day, but at the end of the day, I get to dictate how I respond to all of those things. And that's personal responsibility and ownership. So The first thing that I'm not going to go in depth to, because I think if you're listening to this podcast, you are probably one of those people that you're taking personal responsibility for your own growth. You're trying to learn. You're trying to grow. So you probably at the end of the day, take personal responsibility. Kudos to you. The world is a better place because of you, because you take personal ownership and responsibility. However, your kids don't naturally come to that just the same way none of us do as adults. I mean quite frankly, we all would we all would blame shift if we could at all, but we understand that that's not to our benefit to do that. So let's get started. Let's talk about the three things that you can possibly do. The number one thing you can do to help take your help your kids position themselves as personally responsible human beings is actually making failure really safe in your home. Most kids, I have the best kids in my school, and let me just give you the scenario of what happens all the time. The kids love the teachers, they're doing a great job. They know, quite frankly, personally, that they have failed, that they didn't do the right thing. But when they go home, they will absolutely, 100%, throw that teacher under the bus if they believe that. It is them or the teacher on the line, right? So if they got a bad grade um, and they're going to come home and you're going to be disappointed, yell at them, be frustrated with them, lecture them, all the things that we like to do as adults, um, if they know that that's going to happen, most often most kids are going to blame shift. And let me tell you, that doesn't serve your child on any level to go in and make the teacher responsible for that. The reality is this, the best thing you can do is look at your child in that moment and say, oh, yeah, I see you got a poor grade on this test. So tell me, what can you do differently in the next test? How do you win in this class? that that communicates a few things number 1 failure's not fatal nor is it final the absolute problem that the thing that we do to our kids all the time that just really really concerns me is when they make a mistake when they even if it's not a mistake even if it's a bad choice we often respond so emotionally bad that it's a totally unsafe environment for them to take ownership and go shoot Yeah. You know what? I let my emotions get the best of me. I I totally just need to take a step back. I totally need to take a breather. What I have found with kids is they are literally remarkable at taking personal responsibility when I give them space to own it. So that happens to me all the time as a principal where kids are in trouble. They get sent to the office for whatever reason. Guys, I never sit down and lecture them. And I most often... Don't even sit there and talk about you did this, you did this again, because that's an accusatory tone and doesn't create safety. Your number one thing to do for your child is to create a safe environment in your home for your child. Maybe they did fail. Maybe they did lie. Maybe they did steal something. But if we create an environment that says, man, when you screw up, because you will, right? We all, we all do. And when you do that, I want to be that safe place that you get to come to. And then we're going to talk about what we can do to resolve it. It doesn't mean there aren't consequences because some guys in life, there's natural consequences, right? So sometimes there are going to be situations where my kid comes to me, they're super... Sorry, they did something wrong. They lied. They did, you know, whatever. And they're taking ownership about it. That doesn't mean that I automatically it's a get out of jail free card. Sometimes they're just, you know, let's say a kid stole something and they come and they confess to you. Hey, I I feel really bad. I stole this. Well, that doesn't mean you're going to sweep it under the rug and say, oh, let me go buy it for you. It may mean, hey, we're going to go back to the store together and you're going to go ahead and turn that into the store clerk and ask the store clerk how you're going to be able to repair the damage. Like, can you pay for it? Can you work for it? Whatever. Right. There, like, so please hear me when I'm taking, when I'm saying make failure safe. It 100% doesn't mean that there wouldn't be consequences for behaviors because that's part of life and part of the best thing we can do to teach our kids is that there are natural consequences in life. But again, those aren't fatal or or final when we respond in the right way, right? When we simply go, yep, I screwed up. The best thing I can do is own my business quick, right? It's when people don't own their business that we're all the more angry. It is really hard. <laughs> and frankly, I've, I've said this to my kids. It's really hard to want to crucify someone who is sitting there saying, yes, I'm sorry, I made a mistake here, right? That like you don't want to, you you want to be forgiving. You want, like you position your kids for favor When you help them take personal responsibility and allow them that space to say, shoot, I made a mistake here. I am so sorry. That Again, it doesn't mean that there are no consequences. It does mean, though, that there is not a lecture. It does mean that there is not anger from your point or I'm so disappointed in you. Those are kind of some of the worst things we can do because... Your child desperately wants you to be proud of them. That is just internally linked within us to be connected to our parents, to want our parents to be proud of us. And so creating that safe place of, okay, I hear what you're telling me. I hear you failed or, hey, your teacher called me today and said your behavior in class was not awesome. Tell me about that. Tell me about that, right? I try to stay from being accusatory to... Number two, the number two thing you can do, the first thing is make failure safe in your home and frankly, learning to fail and take personal responsibility and try again is what defining success in your life will be all about right that'll be what they need for relationships and marriage that will be what they need at their job that will be what they need for just for favor with with people we we all appreciate and value and honor and respect people that take ownership and so the way you position your student the way you position your child for success favor in life is to help them take personal responsibility the way you do that is make failure very safe in your home the number two thing is learn to ask good questions our knee jerk response and this is true of teachers and it's true of parents is to lecture and use it as a teachable moment to tell you everything I know the problem is is A lot of times there's a reason on Charlie Brown that the voice of the teachers on Charlie Brown was wah, 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 because that literally is what our kids hear. I can tell when a kid comes into my office and I start talking to them and they start shutting down on me. I can tell the kids that have been lectured to death by their parents because you see the glaze come over their eyes and the way you get that to drop. The way you change your voice from a want-want is you shift it into a good question. So they come to you, you're talking to them, and you want them to take personal responsibility. In fact, I just had this experience um, at the gym the other day where a young man fell down on the floor, was crying at the gym. He was a young, young dude working out. And his dad came to him and, and was matching his energy, right? The, the child's crying on the floor, kicking and screaming. He's probably eight. And dad comes, is matching his enter- energy. Get up, get up. You need to get up. You need to stop that right now, right? Which is, let's be honest. We've all had those moments where that's our response to our kids. Well, what that energy level does is keeps the conflict going, And so what we can do in those kind of moments is shift into questioning mode where we get down with our kid and say, hey, what's needed to resolve this problem right now? And then wait. A lot of times, you know, the younger the kid, they might be, I don't know, I don't know, or they might go into blame, right? So-and-so did this or so-and-so did that. Again, then the next question would be, what can you do? Because we're, this is all about helping the child take personal responsibility. So the next question becomes, what can you do to resolve this situation rather than you need to? There are two different things. If I'm always telling you what you can do, what you should do, you learn very early on that it's my responsibility to govern your behavior, not your responsibility, and we want our kids to take personal ownership for and, and understand that they have the power. Because understand, this is actually empowering your kids to do this. When you start asking them questions, and you will be blown away. I think over the years, that's the thing that consistently, you know, 30 years in education. And that is the thing that consistently surprises me, but blows me away and makes me so proud is generally if a kid comes into my office, he's afraid, or even, honestly, I do this with staff all the time. They come, they have a problem. I don't go, I'm not quick to jump into, let me tell you all the things you need to do. It's not that I don't have opinions on those. Of course I do. But the reality is, is when a solution comes from within your child, when a solution comes from within your spouse, when a solution comes within somebody else, That's when you know that the ownership is taking place. If you are the one creating the solution, you're the one that's owning the solution, right? So as a parent, if you are now creating the solution for your child, all of a sudden you are also responsible for that solution. However, if I step back and, and look at my child and say, hey, what's needed here? What can you do to win in this situation? When they start making this solution and creating it, now it positions them as the owner. And that's what personal responsibility consistently should look like is I am positioning my child as the owner. If I see myself as the support person for my child, that is really key. And that takes me into our last uh, point and that's help them establish goals This is really a valuable um, tool. I've talked about this before, but I think it's worth talking about it again in case you didn't get it in a previous podcast. And this is really important. Again, this is something that I've done for years and years and years with kids and am always amazed and super excited about how effective it is with kids. And I start with the question of what do you want me to believe to be true about you? Let's talk about that, right? So, some and and just just fair warning on this: your child almost always, if they've never been asked this question, will say, "I don't know." So you know, in in my house, in any of the classrooms that I've ever taught, "I don't know" is an unacceptable answer because it's not a thinking answer. I don't know is an easy out for, I'm not going to come up with this. The reality is, is sometimes I look at them and say, oh, would you like more time to process this? Would you like more time to research it and ask some people what they think about it? Um, but again, always, and I don't know is such an easy cop out answer that you you gotta dig deeper on those and push your kid. In the information day and age that we live in, I don't know is actually such an unacceptable answer for anything. You might need to say, or your child might need to say, may I have some time to think about this. And and I and I've definitely done with that with my kids where. I've, met, I've been saying, what do you want me to believe is true about you? Well, I'm not sure. I don't know. Great. Tell me about people that you respect and admire. They start going through, these are the people I respect and admire. Oh, great. Let's talk about the characteristics that you respect and admire. I admire her because she's honest. I admire, admire her because she loves Jesus. I admire her because she is really, really hardworking and she runs a big business. All of the things, um, the next thing, once they get their... Here's what I, be- I want you to believe to be true. And I write that this stuff all goes on a list. And I actually have them write it. So it's in their hand, uh, penmanship. But once they write it, then the next question is, is, what are the actions and behavior that need to be attached to that? So if you want somebody to believe you're hardworking, what does that look like? Well, you know, if if it's a kid in school, they may say, "I it means I do my homework every day," it means I help in class, it means I help out around the house. Kids are really I, your kids will amaze you if you will take time on this situation. And again, don't feel like you have this is not a one and done conversation. This is something to keep coming back to because the list will grow and, and it may change over the years, but it helps your kid consistently think this way of what do I want to believe is true and what are the actions that I need to implement to help that to be true about me. And the the reason those are important is because again, the ownership and responsibility comes to them. A lot of times we don't spend time self evaluating right of we we get fearful of what everybody else believes to believes about us right half the time what we think other people believe about us isn't true half that we spend our time comparing ourselves looking at everybody else believing the worst about us the best about them and the and the reality is is it's because we've literally spent no time on our true identity on who are we? Who did God make us to be? And what do we want to believe to have people believe we're true to have people believe is true about us? And then finally, what are the actions that have to be attached to that for that to be true? Right. So then. Finally, this is the last part of that number three. Help them establish goals. You've, you've created the list of here's what I want you to believe to, is true. Here are the actions that need to be taken for that to be believed to, believe to be true. And the last thing is is how do I best support you? Here's what's key, parents. We need to look at ourselves as the support team for our kid, not. The front team for our kid at the end of the day you want to raise your kid to be independent making good wise thinking choices but that the only way you do that is by transferring that personal responsibility and ownership over to them and helping them you know, by saying what do you, how do I best support you? I literally had a kid one time. I was in a, a meeting with parents and their child, and we were having the conversation. And by the way, this was a conversation where parents were frustrated with school because they felt like the school hadn't supported the kid well, and the the teacher was frustrated with the parents because she felt like the parents hadn't supported the kid well. I came into the conversation, and said, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa." Everybody in this conversation that's talking right now, you're all just the support team. (laughs) I pointed to the kid and said, you, buddy, this is your life. You're the one that needs to take personal responsibility. We're all just the support staff here. And so let's talk to you about, one, what do you want us to believe to be true, What are the actions you need to take? And then how does your support team wrap around you and hold you accountable? How do we encourage you? But how do we hold you accountable? And this kid himself started saying, well, you can hold me accountable by if I'm not doing my homework, you're going to take my um, video games away from me. The kid himself, you guys, is asking his parents, if I don't do my homework, Will you take away my video games? And so I said to him, I said, let me just make sure you understand. You are giving your parents permission because you want to be the best version of yourself. You're saying, if I'm not doing what I I personally want to do, I am asking my parents to actually take my videos games away from me, but because I know they love me, they're not trying to punish me. They love me and as my support team, they're going to help me accomplish my goals. Do you see the subtle shift that happens in that situation when you have those kind of conversations where it's no longer, I'm taking your video game away, the kid's all mad, they're bouncing around, they don't get anything, they're frustrated and angry, and there's this animosity in the home. It's a really, really different situation when you've given your kid the opportunity to set goals about what we, what I want everybody to believe is true, the actions I need to take, and then please help me accomplish that. Please help me be that person in life. You see, as a successful adult who is running businesses, I have people in my life that hold me accountable. They are the ones that challenge me when they see me not being the best version of myself. I'm in a mastermind that I pay for to ensure that people are helping me grow, that people are challenging me to be a better version of myself. You see, as an adult, I actually pay for that to have happen in my life to make me take greater responsibility so I can become the person I want to become. It is such a gift for our kids and we position them for favor when we teach them how to take personal responsibility. The the problem is is too often we break it down into this angry conversation where we're now accusing our kids, saying this is what happens. The kid's trying to get out of trouble, so they're blaming it on everybody and everything else. They're angry with the parents. And and it blows up into this circumstantial moment versus, hey, let's all take a step back. What do you want me to believe is true? I've asked that question for probably 20 years now. I've literally, the worst, toughest kids I've dealt with, I've literally never had a kid say, I want you to believe I'm lazy. I want you to believe I'm dumb. I want you to believe... I've never had a kid say that. Kids are just like you. They want people to believe the best to be true of them. Why? Because they want the best of themselves. They want the best of themselves. And the only way we help our kids become the best version of themselves is when we teach them how to take personal responsibility. But we have to make it really safe in our homes for that to take place. I hope that this has been helpful for you guys. It's my passion to support you as parents to become the best version of yourself so you can help your kids grow. Together, we're going to raise a culture-changing generation. If you guys like this podcast, if it was helpful in any way, would you share it on your social media? Would you give us a five-star rating and write a review for us? This is how we help others. You want to see your culture change? Put the right materials into people's hands, the materials that are helping them be the better version of themselves, and you help get the word out about valor by doing that. So thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Enjoy the rest of your summer, and many blessings on you. The Way of Valor podcast is sponsored by Valor Global Online, where we believe every child has divine destiny, and it is our role as educators to inspire curiosity and draw out the unique brilliance of every child. We may be the experts in education, but you, as the parent, you are the expert on your child. And together, we will partner to help your child fulfill their optimum potential. We are unlike any other online school you have encountered. Your child will be seen and heard every single day, while connecting live with their teachers and friends throughout the world. Our focus on faith and whole child development And positioning your child as a creator, not simply a consumer, helps build the confidence you long to see in your child. Check us out today at valoronline.org working 9 to 5 forget that how about a 9 week e-course instead one that's guaranteed to make you rich in every area of your life Valor Global Online is thrilled to announce the Doug Wood Church Boy to Millionaire video e-course you can take it alone take it with your friends you can even take it with your kids and when you take it to heart it is guaranteed to create massive momentum breakthrough abundance and purpose in your life you are worthy of power might and more we can't wait to partner with you and pray your dreams into action visit Valor online.org today to register for our next session. It's time to start living above the line.